Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to your inaugural Dazzo and the Degenerates podcast. Um, and a little interesting name, I'm Matt Randazzo, sports director at WQAD. I have two buddies that, 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 that like to um, partake in sports gambling with me. The cool thing is we're, we're, we're legal now. It's a, it's a thing in Iowa, and what people are quickly realizing, it's a bigger thing than I think a lot of people thought it was. So um, we've partaken in gambling for, for quite some time. I'll introduce people. Pete is with me. He's here in studio. And then my good friend Stroop is in Colorado, so he joins us by phone every week. Adam, are you there? Hey guys, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Sound like a call, like yeah. a caller into a radio show. <laughs> First time, long time, great listening to you. Um, so it's something we've done for a long time, and I guess how does so how does the podcast come about? When do we decide this is something that we need to put microphones in front of us and think other people are going to actually listen to? I think we've been texting for I'm going to say probably ten or so years, just group text, and it's. I'd say 95% on sports gambling, and I'd say it's probably, I don't know, hell, 100 texts a day probably going would through. You, would you say that if sports gambling didn't ex- exist, we wouldn't be friends? I wouldn't say me and you so much, but <laughs> maybe Strooper. I don't know how much we'd be talking. I, I, was just telling, I was just telling a story, and I can't remember. I think it was to my wife or somebody the other day, and I said what's really weird is all the friends from back in the Quad Cities that I have uh, or have had throughout the years – I have two of my closest friends are are Dazzo and Pete, and and that's not that abnormal for Dazzo uh, because we went to school all through grade school and high school together. But Pete and I met in college, and and if it wasn't for this 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 trio of text, uh, yeah, we probably wouldn't be friends. But yet you're one of my best friends, which is weird. All right, that's <laughs> all right, that's enough. This isn't <laughs> this like is some, sports gambling. Yeah, this isn't, uh, people are are like pushing stop right now. Like this is a bunch of nonsense. But it is. I mean, and, and when you say 100 texts per day, I mean that's not an exaggeration, especially on a Saturday or Sunday when there's high school fo- or high school when there's college football. Do not gamble on high school sports. I'll put that out there right now. Um, college or NFL, it's it's it is a lot. So what we're I guess the the goal the podcast is have some fun turn that text thread that we have that we have a lot of and um, put it out to a podcast each and every week kind of help you guys with what gambling is because it is new for some people here in the state of Iowa uh, I think a lot of people know what it is and what the, and it's it's been taboo for so long that it, it's funny when it becomes legal I think people just realize yeah I mean do it it's amazing how many people I found out have sports gambled since the start of when it became legal People have told me, like, oh, I've been doing that for years. I'm like, why didn't you say something? I've been doing it for years. It's kind of like it was a, a deep secret, and now it's everybody kind of does it. And you say Il- Iowa, but Illinois is coming pretty soon, and we're both Illinois residents. So <laughs> what does that if mean? You're, if you're an Illinois person, you kind of got a little rough, uh, little rough patch going right now where you got to drive across a bridge, <laughs> park, and dri- make a bet or two, drive back, and then uh, get back in time, which, which will be interesting if you're a uh, halftime or second half better. You better start planning accordingly. Until they get legal in, in Illinois, I would, if I was a business or a gas station or like a, a place to eat, a restaurant, you might as well just set, set up a little shop right there at the, at the, the uh, Iowa side of the 280 bridge because yep. I, I see that about two, three times a week, which doesn't make, I think that's the, the definition of a degenerate. I think that's how it comes up with the name and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've got friends that are talking about putting a parking spot for me right on the side of 280 bridge on the, on the Iowa side and... Uh, place some bets and move it along. Can I use that? Can I use that parking lot? I don't the know. Parking space? Please rent it. Give me a little bit of a give me a little bit of juice on that. So <laughs> so let's get to the gambling itself and I guess we'll start with college and it's funny because we're excited to do this podcast. We ta- started talking about doing this oh gosh, it was June because we were at my dad's golf outing. And um, I, I think we've been wanting to do it, wanting to do it. We're finally doing it. And then we picked the week that it's probably, and, and Stroop, I think you can agree, it's probably one of the worst college football weekends to gamble. There's not a lot there, is there? No, and, and that's the problem. When you start getting those lines of, 
you know, over 15, 20 points. It's a crapshoot, and we know that at the end of the game, somebody makes a garbage TD to cover, and, you know, Alabama should have won by 55 rather than, um, you know, 46. <laughs> yeah. Numbers don't equal, but we'll, we'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, that nine-point touchdown. <laughs> I was trying to do quick math. <laughs> um, Going off that, there's 33 out of 65 games on Saturday have a 17 or more point spread, which is wow. what tells you that there's n- pretty much no football besides Iowa and Iowa State that's any good. So it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting gambling weekend in college football. Yeah, I mean, you've got to kind of touch or trust the big favorites and the, the teams that you've seen in the first two weeks of the year that you've realized are dominant. And, and, and what we'll talk a lot about during this entire podcast and throughout the ones to come is that you have to pick your spots when it comes to, and we'll talk a lot about it when it comes to the NFL, there's an overreaction in sports all the time. And in the NFL, it's huge right now. And everybody saw week one, they captured what they saw, and they think the teams that lost stink, and they think the teams that won are great. And a lot of times that doesn't translate to the next week. And when we say a lot of times, like, trust me, we know, it's a lot of times that doesn't equate. And it's kind of the same thing with college football. You have to look and see the teams that you've kind of trusted the first two weeks especially this week with the lines bigger than what we normally like and kind of go with that. We'll be very um, explanatory, if that's a word, yeah, during, this, during, this, during this podcast because there will be people that listen to this and know all about gambling and get it and understand, and that's great. But we'll try to explain a little bit what the heck we're talking about as we go, at least for the first couple episodes, because it is lingo and terminology that some might not understand. In fact, we did a, a Hawkeye podcast here last night, and Julian Vanderbilt, a former Hawkeye, was in, in studio with us, and he knows nothing about gambling at all. And we started chatting about it, and it was like I was talking a different language. So we get that, we understand that, and we'll kind of kind of chat a little bit as we go along. Um, I think the first game, Strooper, we talk about is is Iowa State because it's honestly one of the. I mean, game day is going there, and obviously it's a big game, but it's one of the best games of the week for a reason, and and Vegas shows that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the uh, and, and you brought up a a, a good per, uh, percentage of. Who is all on the Hawkeyes in the state of Iowa? Yeah, I think. And uh, because, again, we talked about this, but the numbers, um, they're out there. They're online, and you can view them. Now, I had not seen, uh, Matt, the, the actual percentage that you brought up, but you had said that 80% of the betting public in, in Iowa is on the Hawkeyes. Um, I'm actually looking at, and, and much more national, uh, 52% is on the Hawkeyes, um, and that is uh, on the as far as the tickets go. And so you'll hear me talk about tickets. You'll also hear me talk about the cash that's on them. I don't look at the cash as much because the cash could be smart money that's on that's on Hawkeyes or, or the Cyclones. But but uh, again, I look at this, and I will tell you, I am an Iowa fan. Um, I, I do have Iowa in this game, um, being that that it's kind of a 50-50 crapshoot, and the the line is so close from my perspective i wouldn't bet it but if i if you held a gun to my head and said i had to i'd take iowa uh and i'd lay the two and a half points um what about you guys or if we texted you saturday morning and said hey we're going to take iowa you'd you'd bet it because you don't want to be left out i will i will there's a chance i'll be on iowa (laughs) so the line in this game i see and i'm using uh so we're thursday night taping this i'm using good old william hill right across the river uh no free plugs but uh Using William Hill for the the uh, good old numbers here. So we got Iowa right now minus two, over under forty four. So if you're an, a new better or you don't really know that much about it, so minus two basically take two off their score at the end of the game. If you were plus two, add two at the end of the game. So Iowa's a two point favorite, over under a forty four. Take both teams, add their score together. Is it over that number or under that number? It's pretty much that simple. Uh, as we get going into sports gambling for all the newbies out there. And it makes you really good at math. It makes you great at math. (laughs) Honestly, you become really good at math when you sports gamble. Uh, Adam, what you were talking about was the uh, 80% here in the state of Iowa, William Hill, is on the the Iowa Hawkeyes. And and the crazy thing is, two weeks ago, Iowa was a four-point underdog. And now they're a two-point favorite. That line has moved six points in the last two weeks. A lot of that is the fact that they saw Iowa play and they've looked good and they've won two games pretty easily. And then you look at the fact that Iowa State played one game at home and they had to go to triple overtime to beat Northern Iowa. One thing you have to remember with that is Northern Iowa's beaten 
beaten Iowa State when, when they've been really good, a pretty good football team. Northern Iowa, they took two blocked field goals in 09 for Iowa to beat Northern Iowa. Two blocked field goals at the end of the game. Iowa went on to win the Orange Bowl that year. So in the state of Iowa, when Northern Iowa comes to town, it's not as easy as the numbers look. I mean, a lot of times you look at it and you say, in fact, next time Northern Iowa plays Iowa State or Iowa, I'll probably tell people on this podcast to take Northern Iowa in the points because it's usually close, a lot closer than what people expect. But when people saw that, I think they kind of jumped off the Iowa State bandwagon a little bit. And Iowa has looked fantastic to lesser opponents, but they've looked really good. So that line's moved from four. I think they opened up as a, as a four-point underdog. Now Iowa's getting two points. Um, boy, I've talked to a lot of people. We'll talk about the game itself. I've talked to a lot of people about it that I trust and, and think I, they, I think they know what's going on. And there's a feeling that I get from some people that I trust is that Iowa's a much better football team than Iowa State. Now, there's a ton of, a, of, of hype around the game. There's a ton of emotion around the game. Game day is going to be there for ESPN. So there's a lot going on when it comes to that itself. And Jack Trice Stadium, great place to watch college football. The home crowd advantage will be a definite factor. But once you get through that initial push of the game, I, 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 I like Iowa to win the football game. And I think they're a 7-point to 10-point better football team than what Iowa State is. With that being said, I sure wish I jumped on Iowa two weeks ago when they were plus four, and then they would be if they are now minus two. Now, another thing you can do gambling-wise, and people who gamble all the time, they know this, so, so bear with us. Um, you can say, I don't want the points from Iowa State. I just want to take Iowa State straight up. I think they're going to win. I don't need my four points or my two points in this, this case right now. So you can get them money line is what it's called. So you can get a little extra juice or a little extra money to it. If you bet an underdog and you think they're just going to straight up win, you can get some more money, some more bang for your buck. Instead of getting, you know, minus 10, 110, you'll get, you know, plus 140 saying if I bet, you know, $100 on it, I'm going to get 140 back, which is, is, is nice and, if you think a team's going to hey, Matt, pull up sec. And, and, and I'll jump in here. How many times have we looked at a line and said, okay, uh, the Hawkeyes or Iowa State or whatever, they're getting a point or a point and a half. And we say to ourselves, you know what, why in the world are we going to take a point and a half? Because how many football games end on one or two points? Yeah. And we say, so let's go ahead and bet 50 bucks, 100 bucks, and we'll win 110 instead of having to bet 110 to win 100 just to get a point, right? Yeah. And how many times, guys, have we been on the, the losing end of that where, where our team loses by one point? So you do have to consider that one point or that one and a half is huge. Yeah, two points doesn't seem like a lot in, in regular football, but in the game of gambling, it, it's, a, it's an awful lot. And it can, it can change as, as, as easily as you would think when it comes, especially when the point spreads get bigger and you start worrying about, like when you start talking about 10 seven or more, basically, you're starting talking about a team that they're just simply trying to win a football game. They're not trying to cover spreads. We're trying to cover spreads or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So at the end of a game, when you're, we'll talk about some games this week and when Ohio State's a 17.5-point favorite or whatever they are, if they're winning by 23 late in the game, they could care less if they give up a cheap touchdown at the end of the game because they're still going to win. While in the gambling world, that's us getting on our phones and texting each other ex expletives because we just got screwed over. <laughs> Northwestern. <So, laughs> yeah, Northwestern. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, those are, and, and we'll talk about bad beats throughout the season. We'll probably lead with bad beats throughout the season because a lot of us have them each and every week. And, and yeah, go back to week one of the college football season, and there's Stanford and Northwestern. And I think we all had Stanford plus, or not, we had Northwestern, a, Northwestern plus six and a half. They were thir down 13 7 with the ball. Own 22, what about 10 seconds left? I think it was 10-7. Ten, a sack fumble, 10-7, uh, what yeah. doesn't matter at that point. Sack <laughs> fumble, touchdown. We're drinking some beers in the garage, and it was like, what just jaw happened? to the floor. Well, that's a loser right there. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a, a, a thrilling world of sports gambling, and it also can be a, a good old kick in the you-know-whats ever so often. So, yeah, for the money line, how, how that works, and just to go over it for about 30 seconds here. So, Iowa State is plus 110, which means if you bet... $10, you'd win 11 If you bet $100, you win 110 Iowa to win the game, minus 130 is what you'd see, meaning you'd have to bet $13 to win $10 or 130 to win 100 Whereas if you take an extreme game, like Matt talked about, Ohio State, Indiana. So Ohio State is money line 1 to 11 That means if you put $11, for every $11 you put on the game, you only win one back, better than losing, right? <laughs> Indiana plus 700. So if you thought Indiana was going to beat Ohio State, uh, you put a dollar on it, you'd win seven for every dollar. So 
That's where when people think money line, money line is straight up. Who's going to win the game? No points involved. But it is obviously when you have a big favorite, you lose the you lose the chance to win a lot more. But if you think an underdog is going to win, that might be the way to go. Um, it, where are we at in this game? I know Adam kind of said, I won't bet it, I won't bet it. So that's not his endorsement for the public to bet it. He's going to bet the game because he's a degenerate. That's why we've named the podcast as one of the degenerates. But um, Pete, do you have a strong feeling one way or another? I really don't have a feeling. I'm more following the, uh, the pack here, following your lead. I'll, a lot of times we'll talk to each other and kind of go that route. And uh, I'll, I'll swing it around with a few buddies and see what they think about certain games. But uh I th- on paper, Iowa, Iowa's looked really good, obviously, for two weeks, but they played nobody. Yeah. Iowa State, I know Strooper loves uh, Purdy over there, so I'm surprised that he's going against them. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I think Iowa's a, the better team. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's a strong play for me, but, I, I mean, I would, if I bet it, and I probably will, I'd probably take the Hawkeyes and lay the two and a half or the two or whatever it is right now. Like I said, I mean, the smart bet was, and I thought of it at the time, was to take Iowa State. Uh, Iowa back when the, the line originally came out, but you're not thinking that far in advance. I mean, did I drive across the bridge today and bet Iowa? Yes. There's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, they, yeah, so there it is. Um, uh, some other games, in co- we're not going to 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 focus a lot on college football because we really like the NFL, which, as you guys listen throughout the, the season, that's something that's probably not going to be very... It's, it's a rare occurrence, trust me. More, I, I like college football more than the pros. The pros is just an absolute crapshoot sometimes, but there's, there's a lot of things I like in the pros. We'll actually go through every game and kind of get picks, and we'll tell you the ones we like the most. But college football-wise, uh, another game of local interest here is, is Illinois. And, boy, Illinois, week one, dominated um, Akron. And there was a guy in, in Vegas, it was, it was public knowledge, that put $55,000 on, on Illinois to cover a 22-point spread, and they did so. Last week, he, I think he did the same thing, and they didn't cover the spread. I mean, Illinois is obviously a struggling program, but they can start 3-0 and for the first time in a long time. And a college football fan, just normally like looking at it, would say, think Illinois, a Big Ten school, Eastern Michigan, a school that most people have never heard of, this should be a victory, but it's only a, a seven-point line, Pete? Yeah, I thought, saw, thought I saw seven here last time. Um, yeah, so it's only a seven-point line, which is surprising, but when you look into it and you get deeper into it, Eastern Michigan is a really good football team. They beat Purdue last week. I want to say really let's, good. Let's, let's yeah, back <laughs> so, off the really good. I'll, I'll pump the brakes on really good, but they're, uh, they're, they're not a pushover. They beat Purdue last year. They normally go to bowl games. I mean, it's, it's a decent program, and it's, what I think you're doing right here is you're betting – either on or against Illinois. I don't think you have to do too much research on Michigan. It's whether you're sold on Illinois being a better football team or if you're, if you're not sold on that and you think they're the, the Illini of old. Um, I probably won't touch this game. Um, but with that being said, I need to see a lot more from Illinois to, to prove that, they're, that, that I'm going to put my hard-earned money or, and honestly, my, heart, my wife's hard-earned money on, on, on a, a, an Illinois football team just yet. Yeah, it's tough to bet Illinois at all over the last, what, few or multiple years. But yeah. This is kind of make or break, I think, for Lovey. If you're going to get into a bowl game at all, which might be pie in the sky, you got to beat Eastern Michigan by a touchdown, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Stripper? I, I would say, so So when I was looking at this game, and I knew we'd probably talk about it, um, I, I ran my numbers and, again, consists of a lot of different things and websites that I'm pulling information in. I have Illinois as a three-point favorite. Now, full disclosure – uh, as far as Illinois goes, I have been against them, and I have bet against them for both uh, the last two weeks. And it was kind of funny. And, Pete, I'm sure you were halfway joking and halfway serious, but in week one, I forget who they're playing, Akron or, or what have you, yeah. and, and they're demolishing him, and you said, Illinois football is back. And then uh, the, the last week, what happened happened, and, uh, and, and I, you know, I, I was following it and late in the game. It was close, and I said, it looks like Illinois – football is back to being Illinois football. And uh, so with that said, I'm probably – my numbers are tilted this, this year, um, obviously, against Illinois. Um, I, I would take uh, Eastern Michigan if, again, a gun was held to my head or if you guys twist my arm on Saturday morning. Um, I will tell you that the betting public – is only 59% on the side of Illinois. Um, I look for things to be a little bit more lopsided than that, where everybody's saying, I want Illinois, and then I'm going to look toward Eastern Michigan. But I would take Eastern Michigan, again, if the gun's held to my head. Other than that, I'm not really going to be that interested in this football game. What I really want is for Illinois to win, 
and I want Nebraska to win this week, and I'd love to see what the line is next week when Nebraska comes to Illinois because I think I'd probably be betting on Nebraska the following week depending on what that line looks like and what it is. But the line that I would like is obviously a closer line, and that doesn't happen if Illinois loses at home to an Eastern Michigan. So as a gambler, I'm rooting for Illinois to win and Nebraska to win this week and kind of look ahead at what, what happens next week. Yeah, this one's a no play in, in my opinion, but if you're sitting around your house having a couple of beers on Saturday – you might as well throw it on. If you're an Illinois fan, obviously you're going to go that way. But other than that, I don't think it's much of a play. One An intriguing play is what would Eastern Michigan be money line? I mean, and I would spring, I mean, maybe put a little bit of money, a small bet on that just to get some bang for your buck. I mean, you're betting against an Illinois team who's struggled each and every year, and in Mich- Eastern Michigan's a decent football team. Um, that's the thing that if I had to play it and I wanted to make some money, I think that's where I would probably go with it. But uh, I guess off the bat, I'd say the Cyhawk game is a is an Iowa is an Iowa call for us. Lay the points and Illinois, we'd probably all stay away from. That's not too exciting to start off this podcast because people are listening to this podcast to get information and, and what to do. So this is our time to kind of pick and choose a few games throughout the week that kind of intrigues you that you would do this week. So. Um, I don't know if, if Pete wants to start or Stroop wants to start, but give us some things that you actually like in college football this week. I'll go well, ahead, Stroop, if you I want. Talked about, oh, you want me to go? Me? Yeah, I'll jump in there. Uh, All right. So I bet. Smooth, boys. Yep, real smooth. <laughs> Podcast uh, traditions here. <laughs> so I bet tomorrow night's game, I'd say uh, Friday night, Boston College, Kansas. I have Boston College minus 21. Kansas just stinks. Boston College has been throwing up a lot of points. I also, if you want to double double up on that baby, go. Uh, I took Boston College minus eleven and a half in the first half. So if you're a new better, you could bet on halves of games if your team, if you think they're gonna. I think Boston College is gonna roll them out of the out of the stadium. So I'm thinking they're gonna get up fourteen or twenty one in the first half, win that bet, and then smooth and go all the way through the second half as well. All right, I like that for a Friday night. Stroop, what do you got? Uh, you know, I passed on those games. Um, I like Houston a lot. Uh, they're getting nine the last time I checked. Um, I have that game closer to a pick, and uh, being that it is in Houston, um, and Washington State is, is one of those teams that some, you know, I think last year they had a great year, uh, if I remember right, and, 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 you know, some, and they've been bad for a really long time. So I, I, I'm, I'm on Houston uh, for tomorrow night, but nothing on that Boston College-Kansas game. Did you like anything? Yeah, and the one thing about the, the, the Kansas, I've talk, I talked to someone today who told me they know people on the staff at Kansas State really well, and they think that Les Miles is due to win a game or to, to, to have a good game against uh, a decent team in a, in a big situation. But that goes back to the whole, like, we just got done harping about Illinois and how you can't, like, you can't really bet on a, uh, on a team like Illinois. Well, Kansas is the exact same way. You can't bet on Kansas. You can't bet on Kansas. If, you, if you're going to say that you shouldn't be betting and losing your hard-earned money on Illinois, it's tough to bet on Kansas. A few that kind of pop out to me, I love Ohio State this week. Yeah. I don't understand why that – and it, the, the line's been going up. It's, was it 17 and a half now? Yeah, it got over that, that magic 17 number. It went from 16 to 17 and a half. And I think those, that's one of those games that I think they absolutely go in there. And I mean, you look at an Indiana team who, had, who struggled with Ball State. And I don't care where it's at. I mean, Indiana, if you know college football, they have a great college basketball environment. They have a terrible – it's a sleepy stadium, a sleepy um, – and, and I, I believe it's probably an 11 o'clock game. Pete, you can probably correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. So it's one of those early games, and it's not like it's a night game and a crazy atmosphere. I really like Ohio State. And what I would do with Ohio State is kind of find ways to put them in with some other teams. So you can do something called te- – you can tease a bet. So you can take – which is getting a little more complicated, but you could take a – in Ohio State, and you can take a – there's another – I love Oklahoma this weekend. They're on the road at UCLA, and UCLA is just a bad football team. I mean, they got housed by Cincinnati. It was a lot worse than what the score actually looked like, and Cincinnati just got rolled by Ohio State. So I like Oklahoma. I like – so those are two teams that you could kind of buy those down. You could take six and a half points er, and seven points and, and buy Ohio State down, and you can buy – Oh, Oklahoma, I think they're 23 right now, which they opened up less than that. I mean, I think it was like 18 and a half when it started. It's up to like 22 or 23. Buy that one down as well. But those are two favorites that I really like, which is weird because they're both on the road, and I like to find home dogs. Um, 
but I like those two games. Another game that I kind of like is if Purdue's quarterback is healthy, I like Purdue at home against Texas TCU. Um, they're, Purdue's getting two and a half points right now. Um, their quarterback's really good. He's got a concussion last week. Um, so you kind of want to play it closer to the vest, maybe wait till till Friday or Saturday to find out if he's going to play. If he doesn't play, I'd stay away from that as far as I can be. But there's an overreaction to Purdue. Nevada, they lost to Nevada, a team they shouldn't have lost to in week one. They gave that game away. They looked a lot better last week. They're back at home um, in a big-time atmosphere against a, a good traditional Power 5 school and, and TCU. I look for Purdue to win that football game if they have their, their starting quarterback. You guys can talk for a little bit. That's a lot for me. <laughs> Stroop, what else do you like this hey, one weekend? One of the games Pete and I were looking at earlier was UNLV Northwestern and, and how poor, obviously, the Northwestern offense is. Um, UNLV hasn't played anybody. They got blown out by Arkansas State last week, only scored 17 points. You've got to think a Big Ten team, Northwestern, coming in, probably going to hold them to – very few points, and what you guys will find, um, the over under on these games is fifty. Or sorry, on this game is fifty two and a half points right now. Um, again, for those of you that don't know, you can bet on pretty much anything as far as all of these games go. In fact, Pete and I have, and, and I think Matt, you do too, player propositions uh, tonight in the NFL game. Um, but but when you bet the over the under, basically you're just adding the points together. And if your points go over the 52.5, you win if, if, if you have the over. And if you want it to stay under the 52.5 points and they score less than that, you obviously win on the under. Um, with that said, as you guys can imagine, if you're watching a football game, and, and there have been statistics that showed this, that a lot of people like to bet the over because how fun is it to sit there and watch and, and root against anybody scoring in a football game that you're watching on ESPN, right? Well, in this game, it happens to be about 67% of the betting public is on the over uh, 52 and a half. I have that down as a huge play this week. Um, Pete, I think you were kind of thinking the same thing. Matt, I don't know what your no, thoughts I, are. I actually what, agree what with it, too. Think? I agree with it as well, Pete. You can tell yep, me a little yep. more. Yeah, I think uh, – Northwestern, Northwestern plays those sleepy games that are 17-13 type games. I would, I would imagine UNLV is not going to put up that many points since they're getting beat by, who would you say, Arkansas State or some of that effect. And yeah, Northwestern's not dropping 42 points on anybody, so 53 looks like a, a pretty solid number there to, to go under. Well, the thing about Northwestern is they were excited coming into the year. They had a transfer from uh, from Clemson that was supposed to be the answer at quarterback, and he just hasn't been very good. And I'm, I, I, Northwestern's one of those teams that gets better throughout the season. I, under all, I understand all that. Hunter Johnson's his name. And I, I, I haven't seen anything from him. Pete's exactly right with that kind of stuff. And one thing that I really like to go on with this little group of degenerates that we are, if all three of us agree with a, a certain bet, which doesn't happen a ton, but when it does happen, usually works out pretty good. This is one of the, the bets that I would, would encourage people listening that the under on the Northwestern UNLV game is something that we all like. I think, honestly, when, when gambling started legally in Iowa, I think the first six bets that we made that we all three agreed on, we all won. So, I, so this is something that I actually like this game as well, and I'd take the under on it as well. Any more college football before we move over to the pros? All right. I think that's <laughs> probably about it. I'd say if you... We haven't got into money line parlays, but I like to indulge in money line parlays a little bit. I'd say what all that means is a team's going to win, and then you put them with more teams. And if everybody win, basically everyone else has to win, and you win. If one of the five teams loses, you lose. So I think I look at it where this early in the season, good teams aren't losing to bad teams. Typically, it's going to be maybe one every couple weeks. For example, I threw together Penn State, Ohio State, Minnesota. Uh, Michigan State over Arizona State, who stinks, by the way, Stroop, and uh, <laughs> an Army. So those five teams to win, you put them all together, it came out uh, nearly even. It came out minus 110. This was earlier in the week, which is a pretty decent price. So if one of them lose out of the five, it's a loser. If all of them win, which is most likely going to happen, I think it probably will. I think that's a, that's a pretty solid play. Not, something not for everybody, but um, definitely early in the college football season, somewhere I like to play. Fun thing about those is that it gives you something to watch all day. Like if you and you hit them at different times and different. So there's early games and mid-afternoon games and night games. It gives you kind of something to get your money line parlay through. So um, yeah, I mean this is one of those type of weeks that it seems like the favorites and there's a lot of them. 
especially a lot of double-digit favorites out there. It seems like a safe bet to, and as you said, some of these teams, you look at that and you think, are these teams really going to lose at home and ruin their seasons this early in the year? It doesn't happen very often. Uh, occasionally, Tennessee will lose. Yeah, that, that and, may happen. <laughs> and you'll lose week one, Pete. <laughs> but that doesn't happen all the time. Strooper, anything more with uh, college before we head on to the NFL? Matt, you know, I would, I would throw in if, if you want a late-night play on Saturday night and you're bored and it's 10.30 or 9.30, I think, your guys' time, 8.30 my time, I'd take Arizona minus three. Um, betting public, 96% on Texas Tech. Texas Tech is, sorry, Texas Tech is favored by two points right now. Um, I have Arizona as a three-point uh, favorite at home, and so th- I just throw that out there. But that's a very small play. So, Other than that, I'm ready for NFL. Two things. First off, it's the name of the podcast is Dazzo and the Degenerates, and you keep on calling me Matt, which is weird. And then second, um, this is one, of, and Pete can probably agree with this, this is probably one of the late-night text messages we get from Adam that we both ignore. Heck, it's one of those yep. where it's like, hey, this is a minus, they're minus three. No, they're actually plus two, and you kind of got to read through the read through the shit and uh, figure out what to bet. So, yeah, but um, uh, let's move on to the NFL. And, and the NFL wasn't good good to me last week. I think I lost both of my bets that I made. Didn't make a lot of bets, but um, it, it really shapes up. And, Pete, you can talk to it a little bit where there's an overreaction in all of football and all of sports all the time, but especially in the NFL and especially week one of the season. Thousand percent. I'm I'm a monster Bears fan, so I'm a little jaded in this. But if you think your team's going to be good and they go zero and one, you have, in my opinion, you have to bet them. So I look at, and we'll go through all these games. But teams like the Bears. I mean, this is this is make or break. So there's a stat out there since 2002. This goes back to teams that start zero and two in the season in NFL. Eleven percent of them. That's one out of nine make the playoffs that year. So it's a pretty bleak start if. Let's say the Bears and the Steelers and um, teams like that go 0 and 2. Most likely, one of them, if if any of them, are making the playoffs this year. So I, I mean, I came into this year thinking Super Bowl chances, at least chances, right? I mean, I don't know about winning at all, but I think a lot of people did. And then they watched the stinker from Mitch and a lot of overreactions, and people think, oh, he's not going to throw for 220 whatever yards and an interception, no touchdowns every week. So I think. People look at it like Pittsburgh. It's like, oh, they got the doors blown off them on Sunday night. Kind of give up on those teams. But it really is a – if you you just beat your team, you're one and one. No one remembers week one, right? Go ahead, Strooper. I'm with uh, Pete all the way on this. And, and, again, full disclosure, huge Bears fan here. Um, but, but as far as that game goes – I, I can't believe the line's where it's at, really. And, I, and it is, and when we, again, I'll explain this, but being, being uh, on the road in the NFL, it's very tough to win. That said, uh, I think as far as the Broncos go, um, it's, it's going to be a tough season for them. Obviously, first-year coach stole, stole the, uh, the defensive coordinator from the Bears. It's going to take time for that team. And, and although I'm surrounded by the fans here and they're, they're super excited about it, eh, it's, it's going to be a long, long first year um, up for them. And so the Bears, like Pete said, I, I fully expect, uh, expected them to even win last week, and I think they get it together. And I, I just was un- really unimpressed with Denver all around uh, last week. My turn to talk about the Bears. I will agree with you guys that I, full disclosure, I'm not a huge Bears fan. In fact, I don't like them at all. But with that being said, um, it is the, the only thing that bugs me about this game is that there's overreactions for both teams. And, and Denver went, and I mean, losing on the road at Oakland on Monday Night Football, everyone saw that, and that's just, I mean, that's, that's bad. It's really bad. Um, but with that being said, I think the Bears are a better football team. Everybody who knows me knows I think Mitch Trubisky sucks. I think he's terrible. But I think the Bears are a good football team despite that. And so I think they figure things out and they get it done. This game just screams, and I know it's a a, a small number, but this game screams under to me. Both defenses are good. The Bears and Trubisky didn't show much in the first week. Um, but if I bet the game itself, which I would agree with you guys, if the Bears want to, if they want to do anything, they can't start off 0-2. They can't start off with losses to the Packers who won six games last year and to the Broncos who maybe won 
six or seven, if that. So if they want to be who everyone thinks they're going to be, it's so weird and cheesy and cliche to say it's a must win in week two. But if they want to go to where they're going and, and, and they need to win this football game, and Mitch can't be as bad as he was in week one. And so what you'll see from Mitch Trubisky throughout the year, from my opinion, is you'll see flashes that he's that he's a good quarterback, but I don't think you'll see enough of it. I don't know if this is one of those games, but boy, that, that Denver offense was was tough, tough to watch, and I can't fathom. Their their offensive line is they, they're out of tackle and they're not good to begin with. And the Bears defense is as dominant as you'll see in the league. So yeah, if I bet the game, which I probably will, I'll go with the Bears, but I love the under. And what this game screams is to me is that I'll put the Bears favored. I'll do a teaser and I'll get the Bears from minus two and a half to plus three and a half. And then I'll take that over under from forty to forty six and I'll bet the under is probably what I'll do with this game. Yeah, I think I mean Yazo, I think that's what I'm gonna do too, and I didn't add that on. Uh, but the under was my big play. It's at forty and a half right now. And if you don't want to do a teaser that confuses you, uh, I, I, I believe that that game stays under 35. When we started talking about it initially uh, after the weekend, I said I, I would not doubt it if we see that over-under in the 30s. It's in the 40s. Now it's an easy under for me. See, I'm, I'm on, on the Bears just because I think. So my strategy in week two of the NFL is what teams do I think are good and what teams do I think are not good. And if I think you're good and you're 0-1, I'm likely taking that team in week two. So that, that'd be my reasoning behind the Bears. Yeah, Denver looked bad, but the same thing, right? If you're saying a team stunk week one, they may not stink again week two. But the, the startling stat out here for you, and this, this one hurts to even look at, Denver straight up in their last 13 home games in September, 13-0. and 0. Haven't lost a home game in September in 13 wow. games. Wow. So hopefully and you they're usually me they're due. Hopefully they're due. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. But you I think Flacco love stuff like that. Oh, I got I got a, I got plenty of them here for you for, but the, you, for the whole week. Then you're still going Bears. Well, that's a little bit of heart, but it's also I mean they they have to win this game. This is a must win football game. So, I don't know a better way to put it. It's must win. I get that. And but one thing we got to I mean every 0 and one team or 0 0 and one team isn't ba- isn't going to be good. They're not going to win this week. It's not going to be a bunch of 500 teams, especially with this win. Well, somebody's got to go two and zero. Boy, that's that that's a scary stat for me. But with that being said, that's why I would tease it up. That's why I would get that field goal and a half, so that if the Bears lose by three, I'm still winning my bet. And if the under I, the under just seems like a it's scary. When unders seem this clear or any bet seems this clear, it usually doesn't hit, which is the only scary part. But that Bears defense is really good, and I don't know. I don't. I I, I mean, do you trust Mitch Trubisky on the road against his defensive coordinator? His old defense coordinator knows everything about him. So that, offensive-wise, brings it down. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch pretty much lost me last week. I can't, You'll be I can't watch it at it's all. It's a love-hate relationship. Oh, You'll be back. I, I don't know. If, if you're watching Mitch and you don't pucker up every pass he's throwing and wonder <laughs> if it's going to the wrong team, then I, I want to watch the TV you're watching because that's not what's on my TV. But, yeah, I think the Bears, I mean, like I said, they, they have to win this game. You can't go 0-2. Mitch got absolutely roasted in the media this week. And it's only going to get worse if he comes out and, and lays a stinker. There's no way they're going to run the ball, what, 12 designed run times. I mean, you're going to look, Montgomery's going to get the ball a little bit more, and I would, I would imagine that defense is going to be loading up on uh, Flacco. He's not very mobile, and um, I would anticipate a few turnovers. The big thing on the Bears is everyone said, all right, their big things are they got a first-place schedule. They're not going to cause as many turnovers. Um, if they don't win this game, the schedule's not getting – I mean, it's, gonna, it's not very difficult for the next few weeks, but it's going to be pretty brutal coming up. So it's, uh, I'll, I'll worry pretty quick in the season, and I'll be, I'll be pretty worried if this, uh, he, if this goes we down. We call him Pessimistic Pete for a reason. I don't think it's going to be too good if, uh, if the Bears win that game. So um, I think we kind of all know where we stand on that game. We'll run down some other games of interest uh, in the NFL. We're going to go through every single game. At any point, boys, if this is a play you love or if we all three love, we'll, we'll kind of mark it and kind of talk about it as well. But um, the Colts are at the Titans, and it seems like for some reason the Colts own the Titans. No matter where the game is, if it's for a playoff spot, if it's in the playoffs like last year, it seems like the Colts do well against the Titans. The Colts went out west last week, um, looked good, took the Chargers to overtime. Tennessee, on the other hand, absolutely hammered Cleveland on the road. Is there overreaction? I'm surprised the line's not bigger because I thought there'd be a little more overreaction for, ten- for Tennessee. So I have Tennessee minus three is what I'm showing here. I, I love Tennessee in this game. I, Indy, I, I just don't trust them at all. Tennessee, seven and one against the spread, their last eight home games versus division opponents. 
Um, kind of goes away against what I was saying about Denver, but I, Tennessee, they look look pretty good, and it's, it could be one of those overreaction games, but I just I don't trust the te- team with Jacoby Brissett as a quarterback. I just don't trust them. Super. All right, same thing with me. I lean Tennessee. Would never bet this game. I, I'm not. I'm not interested. But but if you if you feel like you got to go with Titans, I'll say the opposite. I kind of lean the Colts, but I I won't bet this game in a million years. If that if that line was plus six or something like that, I'd jump on the the Colts. But three is not nearly enough to get me to bet on the Colts at home, especially when when Pete says when Jaco- Jacoby Brissett's not going to make me. I'm not going to bet my. I'm not going to spend my hard earned money just like Illinois on on Jacoby Brissett. Uh, my Detroit Lions at home against the Chargers. That game opened up Lions plus three. Now it's plus two and a half. So the money's starting to go towards the Lions. I love home, um, fa- uh, home underdogs. Um, you look at a San Diego Chargers team that is without Derwin James, one of their best defensive players, without their starting running back, Melvin Gordon, although their uh, Austin Eckler looked really good last week, and now they lost their starting tight end, Hen- uh, Henry, um, is out this week as well. Um, the Lions just absolutely shit their pants at the end of the game. They dominated that game for three and a half quarters, and they went ahead and, and, and did what the Lions usually do and lost it. So you have to trust the Lions to win a game at home, but they've, done, known to been doing that. they've been known to do that a lot in the past. I actually like the Detroit Lions. I, I don't like betting on my team a lot because it makes when they lose even worse, but I would definitely take the Lions, and I would even think about putting it on the 115 and getting, uh, since it's not a full, uh, a full uh, field goal, I'd think about just putting it on the money line. Yeah, I'd say in this game, I don't really have an opinion on the game. I don't. I would imagine the Chargers. I would pick the Chargers to win, but I would not bet it. The one thing I would look at in this game, if you jump on your uh, sportsbook account and hopefully it's on uh, William Hill, is uh, the Keenan Allen. I'd look at Keenan Allen for yards and or receptions. I think he's going to have a monster game. No Hunter Henry. Williams has been hurt, so I think um, against that defense, that could be a. Uh, like a ten a ten catch hundred and fifty yard type of game. That defense against Darius Slay, a Pro Bowler, they got one receiver. We'll lock him down with Darius Slay, and there oh. there there she goes. Fifty eight year old Larry Fitzgerald seemed to do all right against that defense. <laughs> Eight, well, and Darius Darius Slay wasn't guarding him, and he didn't. He did terrible to the line. Darn you! Now you're gonna get me all fired <laughs> up. He had a, he had a good six minutes at the end of the game. No, that's all. That's um, six minutes matters though in the game. Uh, Stroop, what do you think? Oh, I'm I, I'm all about the. Uh, Detroit Lions. God, I want the, that the as my ringtone. <laughs> um, obviously, there's a, you know, there's not too much wrong with other than the way that Mitch Trubisky and I don't mean to beat a dead horse, uh, how he looked against the Packers. But when you go 0 and 1 in Week One and and it's against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, you, you you know, it's not that bad. When you go and you tie, you kiss your sister in the Arizona Cardinals. You're just, trying to get me, good. you're just trying to get now, me fired up. What? You're just trying to get me fired up. I am. I am. <laughs> but, but here's where I love gambling because, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't like us. We follow, we watch all the games. And then there's a lot of people that like to bet that they look at last week's score and they see the Detroit Lions and the Arizona Cardinals tied knowing how bad – the Cardinals are, and they're probably not going to have a good season. And then you talk about the Chargers, kind of the opposite. Um, I love the fact that Detroit's getting points at home. In fact, um, anytime I see an NFL team getting points at home, it makes me perk up a little. And then we look at um, at where all the money's at, and the money, 78% of it is on the Chargers. This game lines up for me as a huge play. I just can't see Matt Stafford letting uh, letting uh, this game uh, slide through their their fingers. So well, big plan, Detroit. You love Matt Stafford. We know that about you. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're gonna go a little quick. Let's go some rapid fire here because we're kind of getting long on time. Um, uh, the Bills are getting to or yeah, they're no. I'm sorry. The Bills are two point favorites at the New York Giants. So the Giants are actually home dogs. That's the same thing. I would I, I won't touch this game because it's two terrible football teams. If I had to bet it, I'd bet the home favorite, but I'm not touching it, Pete. You're yeah, not touching you're, it. you're a sicko if you're betting this game. That's true. You're a sicko. So what are you betting? I'm not betting it. Yeah, boy, I'm proud of you. Um, the Ravens and the Cardinals. It's a 13 point favorite, and that makes perfect sense to me. The Arizona Cardinals looked terrible. 
I don't know how they won that football game. It drives tied. me crazy. Yeah, tied. Thank you. It's a win in my book. Um, so I wouldn't touch this game. I think Baltimore is a really good football team. If I did anything with this team, I'd, I'd tease it down and get it into a minus six or a minus seven and putting it put it into a, a teaser. Pete. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I don't really have look a. At, if you look at the uh, the statistics on on NFL teams that are favored by double digits. Uh, the odds are that the other team covers, and, and the percentage is, is very high. I'd have to look it up. Um, I stay away from this game because of that, because Arizona is that bad. Um, I don't know how you don't bet Baltimore, um, but you don't because the statistics say that, that Arizona probably covers. The problem with the NFL is, is, and that's why there's games that are so close and, and the nonsense that happened in Arizona happened last week, is because the rules of the football game is to allow teams to somehow get back in it. And teams don't care if they win by 20, 30, 40 points. They simply want to win. There's a lot of prevent nonsense and all that kind of stuff, which makes it really hard on gamblers. So I'm going to put that to a test here, Pete. Or not Pete, but it's Schrooper. New England is a 19-point favorite at Miami. That They were absolute dog shit last week. Same thing. Wouldn't bet it, but the play is Miami. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> I think I heard a terrible. stat that – Miami's new- lucky to – to win any game this year. I think New England, I thought I heard, was Owen. They've never won when they've been a 16-point favorite or higher, which has probably happened a handful of times when you think about how good they've been over the run. But, yeah, it, that's it. I mean, you're looking at you got to win by three touchdowns, which, hell, it might be 24-3 to three or 24 nothing at half, which you'd be in the, the driver's seat. Yeah, it's, I think there's a lot better games on the card that I'm more interested in than betting that one. Yeah, well, so we'll get to some of those games. Dallas and Washington. Dallas is a six-point favorite on the road at Washington. I'm not going to touch this game. Nothing really does much for me on this one. And I'd say uh, this is, when we talk about teasers taking teams down six or seven points, which you get Dallas even, that's uh, if you could mix them with another team, that kind of becomes interesting to me. Washington was one of the teams I thought was – one of the bottom feeders of the year this year. So I don't, I mean, I think Dallas looked really good, but uh, I, I just don't think Washington, I think, showed who they were in the second half of that Philly game when that game just got out of hand. When we were on that on a Philly tease and we, we had written that one off at halftime and all of a sudden they came storming back. So I would definitely be hard lean Dallas even with the six here. Super, anything on this game? I, I actually uh, I, believe it or not, I'm gonna. It's a small play for me on the Redskins, and and it, it goes exactly to what you just said. They hung with the Eagles uh, for the first half. They they let it slip away, but honestly, the the uh, at the end of the day, they're in a good spot because they lost that game. They're gonna think they can hang with just about anybody. They're at home. And, of course, the Cowboys kind of ran away from the Giants. And so I, 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 I'm going to have a small play. It won't be very big, but I do take the Redskins here. Jacksonville and Houston, we're going to start going a little quicker. Jacksonville and Houston. Jacksonville, a nine-point underdog on the road at Houston. Houston let a tough one get away. It's an intriguing game to the, to the sense of I would probably put Houston into a teaser, a money line teaser, or a seven-point teaser. That's all I would do with that one. I don't know if i trust anything other than that. Um, Pittsburgh is at home. I know this is something that Pete's interested in because is, is, is Pittsburgh is bad. Is it, that's the overreaction that we kind of talked yep. about at the top. So yeah, it's, I think Pittsburgh, they can't be as bad as what they looked. Uh, Seattle, 0-8-1 against the spread, their last nine road games in September, which uh, leads you to feel pretty good. I, th- I think Pittsburgh, it's, again, it's, they're in a similar situation to the Bears. You can't, be, you can't go 0-2, especially dropping a home game. Seattle didn't, didn't look very good. Cincinnati, I think, is one of the bottom feeders this year again, but uh, they snuck that out by one point. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh, Big Ben after games where he's thrown, I think he had zero touchdowns and a pick or something like that. Games where he's done poorly, I saw a stat where he was throwing three, 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 and four touchdowns the next game. So you got to imagine he's going to come off uh, pretty big. And I, I mean, I love Pittsburgh here. What are you doing with it? Are you just laying the four and going with it, or are you? Uh, to be determined right now. I mean, I, I love a lot of these short lines, these home teams given three and four points. It's honestly, I'm probably just betting them all and assuming I'm going to go four and two, something to that effect. Let's roll through some of those. I don't want to leave Adam out, but I love Cincinnati and San Francisco. I love Cincinnati in this game. I, unless Jameis Winston shows up and starts throwing interceptions to the, the San Francisco 49ers, um, Jimmy Garoppolo has done nothing for me in preseason and in the week one of the season. Cincinnati goes to Seattle <clears throat> and plays pretty well. I like Cincinnati at home, and it's only two points. I mean, that's something I would jump on right away. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I heard San Francisco instead of flying back this this week actually stayed in Ohio, so they didn't di- didn't do the old East Coast to West Coast to East Coast thing. Um, yeah, I don't really have much of an opinion on this one. I know San Francisco opened the week, I think minus one or minus two somewhere in that in that time frame, and it jumped up to uh, jumped up to Cincinnati minus two. So they're getting they must be taking all the money. Something I won't play though. Strooper, what do you got? Not playing it. We can go on to Vikings-Packers. Well, I like that game, boys. So if anybody wants to win any money with me, Cincinnati minus two is, is the way to go. The Vikings and Green Bay, boy, I just think there's overreaction on both these teams. So, I mean, you look at Minnesota, they played really well. They beat the Falcons, and they looked great, and I think they're really a good football team. But they have a starting quarterback that, that had to throw, like, 12 times, which is so rare in the NFL. And then, obviously, we know about the Packers, and we've talked about that. I probably wouldn't touch this game, but Aaron Rodgers at home, getting, only having to give up three points, it screams of uh, you play Aaron Rodgers and you figure out a way to win that football game. Yeah, I don't trust Kirk Cousins at all. If he has to face a good team, he's garbage. Uh, Green Bay, 12-0-1 straight up home games in September in their last 13. 7-2 uh, and two against the spread in their last nine in September home games. So I lean hard Green Bay. I mean, I... I hate both these teams. But I, I, mean, I you can't trust Kirk Cousins at all. If you're putting your money on Kirk Cousins and he's not at home, you, I think you're you're getting a loss. Strooper, what says you? And by the way, I now I'm going to bet the Packers because of Pete's stats that he just put into the podcast. So, Stroop, what do you think? I guarantee you, you'll be twisting my arm and I'll be betting the Packers. <laughs> um, I, I, you'll hear me very rarely bet against uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and this is no exception. So, I'm not that excited about it, but. Again, you us three will be will be texting during that game. Yeah, I won't I won't watch a second of this game. By the way, whatever's on CBS, that'll be my game. Um, when you look at the next game, Kansas City is one of the best teams in football. They were one of the best teams last year. They go to Oakland, and is this the overreaction where the, the Raiders aren't good? Right? I know it's a seven point line, and I get yeah. it, but like I that screams to me is I'm going to take Kansas City with maybe Dallas and another another six to ten point favor six or six or seven point favorite and put them all together in a money line. Right. Yeah. Your your three teams right now that someone's going to screw you is Kansas City minus the seven, Houston minus the nine, Dallas minus the six. That's a that screams three team teaser, and that screams uh, somebody's going to somebody's going to get you at the end. It'd probably be this. This three o'clock game here, but yet I mean, you got to figure Kansas City is going to drop a thirty spot here, even without Tyreek Hill. Uh, Oakland, they didn't. Look, I mean, they looked decent against the what was supposed to be a, a decent Denver defense. Um, I mean, you got to you got to think sevens. Just seven doesn't feel like enough. This this feels like a ten plus. Yeah. If Tyreek Hill's playing, it feels like it's probably nine and a half, something to that effect. Yeah, no, I agree. Strooper, what do you got? You know, I, I liked Oakland. Um, I liked Oakland where it opened up at nine, and now it's slipped down to seven. Um, I like home dogs like that, and uh, yeah, I, I think that Oakland isn't that good. But I've seen games like this surprise us on the line. Um, I do want to say that on your guys' side uh, to tease this down. You know, does Kansas City really lose this game? No, I, Kansas I City's not losing so in Oakland. Oakland's not starting the season on to one point or a half point or, or what have you, and, and I think it's a good good spot there. If if Oakland starts the season at two and zero after everything they've been through, then that's why football's stupid. Like that's why I mean, it makes that would make no sense. It probably will happen because it's the NFL. But that's my whole thing is um, one of these teams are going to start. If I would have told you in August that one of these two teams are going to start 2-0 and and you have to put your money on it, would you say, I would say, is Kansas City going to start 2-0 and or is Oakland going to start 2-0? and And you would, you would bet everything you own that Kansas City was going to start 2-0 and and you'd laugh at me the other way. I think you kind of look at it that simply in this game. Point-wise, it's stupid if, like, you know, Kansas City wins by six or some nonsense like that with a late touchdown. So that's why I think you keep it simple and go with the money line teaser. Um, or, or, or a tease in any, in any way. Um, a few more games. We've talked enough about the Bears. We won't get on that. The Saints, a, a, a dramatic comeback and against the Rams out in L.A. This was an awesome football game last year in the Superdome. Uh, it's, it's minus two is what I have. Rams minus two against New Orleans. Pete's got a bitter beer look taste on his uh, face, uh, look on his face right now. Uh, what, what's going on? Lo- love the Rams. Absolutely love the Rams here. It, this is a... I can't. Bl- it's almost disrespectful that it's two. It almost worries me in that in that regard. New Orleans, two and fourteen against the spread. Their last sixteen in week one and two games. Pretty random stat, but still, a team that struggles in week one and two uh, got lucky to squeak that one out uh, last week. The Ram- 
when you take Drew Brees out of the dome, I don't trust Drew Brees as a 40-year-old or whatever whatever he is right now. So I, I think the Rams are going to roll him. Uh, Super, what do you got? I would agree with what yeah, Pete just said. I, yeah, it's hard to bet against Brees any time because he can always come up and come, come back and shock you. But, uh, again, I lean Rams on this one, so we'll probably end up playing that. This will be one of those games that I'll, I'll hope I win my early games, and then if I do well early, then I'll definitely put money on this one. I'll kind of be watching this as it goes. Um, two more games to get to. The Eagles are on the road at the Falcons. The Falcons are a road road underdog they're getting two and a half and this kind of goes along with the same mindset and if I rank these I think the three we've kind of talked about the most are the Bears with the overreaction the Steelers with an overreaction and I think there's an overreaction with the Falcons I would put the Falcons ahead of the Steelers as saying in the order order of overreaction have been Bears Falcons and then Steelers I think the Falcons especially down there good football team I know the Eagles are good but you saw the way they looked the first half or so of that game I like the Falcons. I'd take the two and a half. I'd probably put money. I'd probably put a little bit on a money line as well. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. That's this is one of those games. Night game, home. You, night you, game you, too. You, all right, you're you're pretty much you're having to bet it. You're not feeling like you're going to bet Philly. Uh, visiting team. Here here we go. Random stat on this one. Visiting team is two and ten in the last twelve times these two teams have played. Uh, I think yeah, Atlanta's got. I think they're going to drop some severe points here. And when they go to the when they're in that dome on a night game. That's a that's an automatic bet for me. Yep, Stroop, please tell us you agree on this. The, I love the overreaction on the Falcons here, and I say we win a bunch on Saturday and Sunday, and then we put it all together and we put a lot of money. <laughs> on well, Falcons this is on one on that Sunday night, and it's going to feel a little uh, scary when we go into that game. But I think we come out winners and maybe even double digit winners there. And if you look at this, and and when we go, and you've talked about home dogs and how you like home dogs, this this sets up perfect for you. Pete and I have said why we think Atlanta's a good pick. I really like Atlanta on Sunday Night Football, and if the three of us like it, it's probably going to lose. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. no, we've done pretty well. We just <laughs> this, don't wanna, this is a definite play for us. Yeah, it was a definite play. We just don't want to get too cocky because the, the gambling gods can hear us, so we don't want to jinx anything one way or another. Uh, Monday Night Game is, is, is I, I don't know. I, I will figure out a way to bet on this game. I don't know how. Um, the Jets are going to be a seven-point dog at home. Do you want to put your money on the Browns that looked terrible last week? Do you want to put your money on the Jets that looked bad? And I just saw Sam Darnold's out for like with mono for at least this week and maybe longer. Yeah, it's so. good old Trevor Simeon's at quarterback. So it's one of those things. Do you really trust him? I know. I think Le'Veon Bell had an MRI today on his shoulder, but I'm assuming he's going to play. But that's yeah. I don't know. This is a definite chase game. Uh, I wouldn't. I may or may I may or may not bet it. I'll probably be doing some props. That's a lie. Okay, because this is why we're called Dazzle and the Degenerates. Because I guarantee you, you Pete and Stroop will have money on this game somehow, some way come Monday. Yeah, maybe maybe on a player. You have DJ Moore tonight for Christ's sake. That's what degenerates do. Tonight we got a little bit of DJ Moore over four and a half catches. I think. Cool. If you looked right now, right now there's a delay in the first quarter apparently. Right. DJ Moore with one catch for twelve yards. We just need him to get five catches, so we're. We're uh, on pace there. But yeah, if I'm going to bet the actual game, I'm betting Cleveland. Um, I'm, I refuse to bet Trevor Simeon. That's pretty much the way I look at it. Strooper. We will have a player prop on, on this game, I guarantee you. I'm not going to bet this game. And I really, I think Yet. the question that yeah. we have to ask ourselves is how in the hell did the NFL, for the third Monday night football uh, uh, game in week two, Schedule the Jets and the Browns because it's the biggest. You have Saints and the Rams on the docket. Heck, Bears, Broncos. I mean, without knowing how those two teams would be, how did they do that? I don't know. But Stroop, you know yeah, why? We'll Hold on, on you, player, you know, you know why? No, uh, you know why? Because no teams getting bet here. You know why? Because New York is the biggest media market there is, and is there a team that have everybody gone more crazy about and before the season than the Cleveland Browns? Like they're the most talked about team in football throughout the post the the, uh, the off season, and then you have a team from New York. That's how this game got put up there because people are going to watch to see what Baker Mayfield and the Mayfield and the uh, Bengals do, and everybody and it's a New York market. So I get you as a football fan. Boy, there's a hundred. There's well, there's probably ten games better than this one, but unfortunately, this is the one we're we're stuck betting on. And somehow, some way, we will do that. Here's what you can do to figure out what we will bet on on Monday night: is that you can follow us. We have a Twitter handle. And we have three followers, maybe four. So please follow us. Um, Dazzle, what is it? Is it Dazzle and the Degenerates? Is that what? I don't even yeah, know I what it is. At, at QC, uh, gosh, you guys, 
I got it. I'll look it up. Basil it's the, it's Basil a podcast. The Nobody's listening still anymore. Don't worry about it. People stopped listening to this thing a long time ago. Um, yeah, it's Dazzle uh, QC Sports Bet. It's at QC Sports Bet. But if you just search Dazzle and the Degenerates, we do have five followers. We hope to have 100 by the next time we talk to you guys. Um, so to recap, College football-wise, we like big favorites this week. Maybe money lines, something along those lines. We like the Northwestern. I'm just going off the top of my head. You listen so you can figure it out. But the ones we all kind of like, the Northwestern UNLV under, we all kind of liked as well. I believe everybody will be playing Iowa plus or minus two and a half. Pete, the, the resident Iowa hater, will probably be yelling and texting me nasty stuff throughout the game when they're not doing well. And then in the NFL, I think we all like the Bears under. And I think we all kind of like the Bears. We all really like the Falcons. I think we can all get on board with the Packers minus three at Lambeau Field against the Vikings. So um, thanks, guys, so much for listening. Boys, do you got anything else you want to say, or are we just going to keep texting later on tonight? Yeah, we'll kind of see. Tech. We'll see how this went. But, yeah, in the NFL, you got a lot of short, uh, small, small number favorites at home that, that need wins. To me, Tennessee, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Rams, Atlanta's a dog, but then Bears on the road. I think all of them are pretty solid. Uh, you're happy if you walk away. Four and two, five and one, obviously. Strooper, tell us something before we go. Give us something good. Oh, just win some money this weekend. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, boys. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you if you listen to the whole thing, and hopefully we hear you guys next or see you guys and have you guys listening next week on Dazzo and the Degenerates Sports Gambling Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>